0: Things happen to people differently, and it's okay. It's okay. What? Hashtag what? fact.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Sharing our stories, our experiences. We are able to air yeah, our views, mm-hmm. and we are not uh, editing anything. We really want to speak to to the girls.
1: to the girls.
2: Hi, everybody, welcome to a special episode of Chinyamboyu podcast. Today, we are recording an episode that is highlighting young women in STEM for International Women's Day. Ladies, it's IWD. How are you feeling about IWD?
1: I'm feeling fantastic. I'm very excited for IWD. My guests are
2: uh, women who are doing amazing things in STEM, so, this conversation is going to be fire. So we can just go right into the introductions.
0: Hi everyone, my name is Ivy. I'm a second year student at Kenyatta
1: University pursuing mathematics and computer science. Um, hi everyone, my name is Evelyn and I am the co-founder for Sokoni, which is an e-commerce platform. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: So now I'll go straight into what I'd like to know about the two of you, because I'm very excited about the two of you. What are you most proud of about being an African woman? So... Think about your accomplishments, what you've been, the challenges you've overcome and how they've shaped you to the person that you are today. What are you most proud of in yourself?
0: Uh, being an African woman, I'm most proud of having the ability to just be with family because Africa is more about family and community and that's what I'm proud of and just interacting with amazing people from Kenya and like mm. all over Africa, yeah.
2: That's an amazing thing to be as an African woman. I agree. Family is very, very key in Africa. Like if you lose them to introduce yourself and literally say, Yeah, my family is, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, for me one of the things I'm proud about about being an African woman is my problem solving ability Mm -hmm. we find that our continent is plagued by so many problems and i am proud of being part of the generation that is coming up and creating solutions to these problems through the use of technology Mm -hmm. yeah that's really nice so what words
2: of wisdom will you give to your younger self so i'm thinking if you are what would you tell your 13 year old self i can start uh, for me, I'd tell myself to not be afraid and to go for it. Because when I was young, I was really, really afraid of doing things.
0: Uh, I will tell my thirteen-year-old self to just do it and uh, be positive, have a positive mentality that the outcome will be good, and not just always thinking about like how the outcome will be negative.
2: Because mm, when you're afraid of your of the outcome, it's anxiety. I have True. I have anxiety. Like when you're doing things, it just cripples you. Like
1: Eesh. like you can't do this. You can't yeah. do anything,
2: yeah. And you have to get that out of your head. Me and Milan, you just have to learn to manage that thing that is in your head.
1: Um, one of the things I tell my younger self is chase excellence. Mm. Excellence is a key that opens every door. If you qualify yourself enough, you'll, be in, you'll deserve to be in rooms that people are doing big things. Mm-hmm. So chase excellence from day one. Yeah. And maybe
2: we can go to IWD, International Women's Day, which is after Christmas, one of my favorite days. So this IWD, we are celebrating digital, inclusive innovation. So that's what we are looking into. And we are looking to celebrate the accomplishments of women around the world. Specifically for this International Women's Day, we are highlighting young women in STEM, like yourselves, so I'd like you to look into your circles and in your fields and sort of um, tell me which women inspire you in those circles that you're in.
1: Okay, for me, I'm Madam Sanangi. Nangi. She's the CEO of Cripsense Info. She inspires me because she's one of the Kenyan women who are at the forefront of innovation and technology. She's... Quite a, a major contributor to mm-hmm. the Web3 discussions that we are oh. having in the country. Mm-hmm. So, she's somebody I look up to. So, for us who don't, who don't know, what is Web3? <laughs> <laughs> Web what 3 is Web is basically the next layer of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we have Web2, whereby you can talk to people. Let's say on Facebook, we are interacting with each other. But as of now, Web2, we are 95% consumers 5% creators. Mm-hmm. So you find that in Web 2, we have some concerns, data privacy concerns. But as we move into Web 3, we find that we are going to be creators. 95% of us are going mm. to be creators. 5% will be consumers. And we'll have more say on what mm. companies can do with our data. Those are some of the benefits oh. that come with yeah, Web 3. That's interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) Uh,
0: One of the women I look up to is Dr. Unoma. She's Mm -hmm. the founder of Working to Advance African Women Foundation, Mm -hmm. WAAW. And this is a foundation that helps girls who are pursuing STEM courses. And she's just giving girls mentorships sort of role models mm-hmm. to, for them to look up to because it's so hard being a student in STEM and just yeah. seeing everyone surrounding you being a male. So mm-hmm. she's putting uh, that platform for girls who are studying STEM to continue pursuing that and that's what I love about her, yeah.
2: Very powerful women in STEM, guys. Yes. yeah. <laughs> Very powerful. So what inspired you to pursue STEM?
1: I'll start with you. <laughs> you. For me, it was it has always been a personal interest mm-hmm. ever since I was young. It has, I've always been fascinated by science and technology. If I'd be more specific, it has always um, fascinated me. So I always knew one way or another, I would still end up on this side In of things. Because yes. I know we
2: went to the same school and you did business. Yes. So like, I'm just trying to understand how you moved from business to now yeah. technology.
1: Uh, I think probably the circumstances that were presented to me at the time. Business was also one of the top things I wanted to do. If it wasn't STEM, it was going to be business. Mm-hmm. So I realized that I could still engage myself in STEM outside of my degree. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons that pushed me to, let me do business first, and then maybe I'll catch up later. Yeah. And uh, I'd, um, in the course of this year, probably I'll go to Moringa school, mm-hmm. and then I'll become the tech bro of my dreams. You know Of course. <laughs> Yeah, sort of the technical yeah. side I catch up on it. But yeah, for me it has always been personal interest. Mm. Yeah,
2: you've always loved STEM, and I think you offer. And maybe Ivy can jump in and add uh, about studying in studying STEM in in school. But now for for Eve, she took like a different approach where she's going to Moringa School, which is not a traditional university. Yes. Tell us about the Moringa School process for any woman who'd like to to apply to Moringa School for STEM okay. courses.
1: For now I'll have to be honest and yeah. say I've not really sat down and started following up but it's just something that's suspended. Yeah. Yeah. For some of the plans I want to have this year but for now I don't think I'd have enough information to share about my yes. School. It's fine. As Eve said
0: I've had some some of my classmates join Moringa School mm-hmm. and yeah compared to what we study in school and what what moringa school does is not not technical compared mm-hmm. to what we do we, we deal with like more math and yes but moringa school they they are hands on so yeah it's it's interesting that that you did business first then it's you want to venture actually. into tech and mm. yeah that that is a really really nice plan of to, how how, yeah. how how you should go and uh, what
2: you asked me compared to like doing how is how is how is pursuing um stem in university different from because that's like the traditional way and like most people are now doing like courses on Coursera. you just um sort of take certifications and get there yeah, so maybe something about accessibility, the difference in fees, and maybe the difference in the cost structure and something mm-hmm. like that.
0: The cost structure is almost similar, but we are taught the theory more. Mm-hmm. while the the other courses they're taught hands on more compared to us. And the fee, I will say, our fee is ours is more than Moringa School because this one is like a one time thing and you pay yeah. and it it ends okay. there. Yeah that's the difference in fees and the difference in curriculum theirs is hands on and ours is more theory theory and but
1: don't you think that's that might be a gap yeah there's
2: a gap yeah between that's why because that's that's that's, this is traditional education and this yeah. is like the future of yes, education true. so even like for girls and young women who are looking to get into tech uh, from my perspective I do feel like traditional IT school is not as hands-on as now emerging schools like Moringa. That's why most people, after completing tech
0: schools in traditional universities, they join Moringa
1: Moringa Moringa
0: school, other courses to, like, put their hands on that on the, on the things that they have been studying in mm. school. Yeah. So
2: would you say that the education system doesn't really yeah. cater to, for the needs, educational or skills needs uh-huh. for young women to they get don't, jobs not They, they don't cater. They don't to cater. They market not the base.
0: The education in Kenya does not cater for people in tech and women in tech to look for jobs after school. Mm. They just teach them what's in the books. And these books were... Were published in nineteen nineties, mm-hmm. so they teach us outdated stuff. So you have to work on your own. You have to like look for this information, this knowledge on your own. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. So uh, Ivy was asking, uh, what sparked your career interest in STEM? Like, how did you come up with like I want to do STEM, not business, mm-hmm. not education, or not not the traditional yeah. courses that you are taught in school, <laughs> not lawyer. So what's your interest in STEM?
0: First of all, I, I I didn't think of STEM as something I would pursue in higher education, because at first, it wasn't something of interest, it was just at the back of my mind, and I wanted to pursue like other things other than STEM. And after high school, and all these people who come for career talks, and they tell us about about how good working in Microsoft is and yeah, everything Good <laughs> like it was it was something great and it intrigued me to just look it up and while I was registering for for my course in university I put it there at the least but like I didn't. I didn't expect being called there because the first choice was pure computer science, and I didn't mm. get into computer science, so I opted for maths and computer science. And right now, I can say I truly love and enjoy like studying maths mm. and stat- statistics and like integrating both of them in my degree. Let me ask uh, both of
2: you: What is it about STEM that makes you so passionate about it? Me, yeah, start even though I don't have any STEM. Yeah. But I love that it's futuristic. That's my thing about STEM, that it's about the future. Like you can dream, you can, you know, you can come up with things. So what is it about STEM that you love?
0: Okay, I love creating things. Mm-hmm. I just love bringing like things into life and just knowing that I, I made this, mm-hmm. knowing that I, I created the solution. That's That's what I love about being in
1: STEM. Yeah for me I love solving problems mm-hmm. and tech is one of the ways where you can solve problems on a grand scale. It is easy to solve problems on a grander scale. Yeah that's one of the reasons why I'm inclined mm-hmm. to yeah. STEM. yeah to stem. Please
2: share what you do. Like what's what do you do in stem because you have a let me preamble co-founder of Sokoni so tell us what you do at Sokoni, what you love about it, what are your dreams and maybe what are the
1: challenges that you're facing. For me I am a co-founder at Sokoni. We are an e-commerce platform. We are we are still on the come up. Um, maybe you should you might hear from us very soon. We, we, m- hope we so. are the new kid on the block. <laughs> yes. And one of the ways I have been able to solve problems through technology in Sokoni would be uh, right now we have the the cost of living mm. is so it's very high. It's, it's crazy high. Yeah. And we find that people are having uh, difficulties in buying everyday things. And you find that if you go to a supermarket, for example, the price at which you get goods is a bit pricey because there's a whole supply chain that has to be sustained. So the price that is on the supermarket shelf reflects that whole supply chain. Mm. But for us, through the use of technology, we were able to create a platform through which you, our customers rather, can be able to get prices, wholesale prices for the household items they use on a daily, and you 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 get to save a lot of money in the process, and that's one of the things we do in Sokoni. Yeah, I hope I answer the question. Yeah, because yeah,
2: yeah. what I'm getting is that you're solving the biggest problem in Kenya today, which is the cost of living. Yes, you're sort you're sort of removing the middleman in yeah, a way, exactly. By through creating tech. yeah, but yeah, through tech by creating a platform where people in your community can get groceries or mm-hmm. whatever they need yes. on a platform that doesn't have. That doesn't reflect the whole supply chain that is yes. reflected in brick and mortar stores.
1: Yeah, and to a degree, we can also look at this issue we are having with China Square. Yeah, The Kenyan traders were able to, quote-unquote, exploit their customers because there was no transparency mm. that was there. So you, you really don't know. From how many hands these goods are passing through mm-hmm. but then when this China Square guy came up people are like okay someone is taking us from yeah. full somewhere somewhere you know
2: also people are able to know that this there's, there's a hidden cost mahali yes yes. Okay. and
1: one of the features we have in our platform is uh, we have an algorithm that shows you exactly how much you're saving mm. so there's a lot of transparency we're trying to rid of the how, what do I call it there's a lot of I don't know, cartels. Let me call them yeah. cartels that play with the pricing. So technology makes everything transparent. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. The price that comes with the production of the goods, is it the same price that you are selling to customers?
1: Um, for some, it depends. Uh, for I'd say, I give an example of Chandaria Industries. That's one of our partners. Mm-hmm. The prices that we get from them, we don't adjust, we don't change anything. So you find that... Um, One of the most affordable... We beat the prices of one of the most affordable supermarkets Mm, in Kenya. That's really nice. So, yeah. For some, we have to add, like, a bit, but not too much. A bit of a marker. We still stay... We are very competitive. I made sure all the prices are competitive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Of
2: course. I really look forward to that just...
1: Yeah, me too. (laughs)
2: Blooming and becoming, you know... Yeah, because it's a really good idea, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Ivy, what do you do?
0: Right now, I'm currently a student, but on the side of that I am studying AI and machine learning and from that I've I've been able to like okay right now I'm working on a project to predict power outages in Kenya and everything because we can relate to when there's a power shortage and a power outage many businesses lose so much money because of just a power outage Outage, and right now I'm currently uh, working on a solution to predict these power outages beforehand and I think it was last week I met with someone in uh, Kenjan and we Are working together to for them to like give me the, the data to work on and analyze so that we can bring this uh, together. to bath. Yeah,
2: so if you had mentioned that the STEM field is very male dominated, so in that space, how have you navigated this environment? What strategies have you used to break the glass ceiling? Which you know, there's a, there's a, a glass ceiling for women in yes. STEM, yeah. and maybe have you? Anyway, like support and mentorship are from other young women because my intention in this podcast was to bring you a student and Eve who's already like, you know, making great strides in STEM and how maybe support and mentorship can come to the aid of other young women who want to get into this space that you're in in STEM.
0: Okay. Uh how how I was able to like break the the glass ceiling is by putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. Just having to introduce yourself to like everyone you meet. And tell them that you're doing STEM and just having the knowledge because you meet so many people, but you say you say you don't have knowledge, you don't have the skills to show that you are doing this. So having that knowledge beforehand when you are meeting people and just putting yourself out there really helped me. Yes, can you like the second? Because I was asking about
2: support and mentorship from other women in STEM. Like for example, you've mentioned a woman in SEM that you really, really admire. So what's the gap that that mentorship closes for young women?
1: Yeah, I think mentorship helps a lot. It's just not only just mentorship, but just seeing... Okay, let me say so seeing women doing things in the tech space is more than enough for me to be able to be inspired. Like I said before, Alice she's um she's doing some things in the Web3 space. I don't know her personally, but I have seen her, she's put herself out there mm. and for me that's a form of mentorship. If yeah. Alice can do it, I can do it. Yes. And to answer the question about the glass ceiling, for me, uh, I put, like I said before, I I qualify myself every day. Mm. I strive to be the best version of myself. And that, in its sense, it makes me put, um, I have value I'm placing on the table. Yeah. And through whatever I'm doing, the value I'm creating, it helps me break the glass ceiling Mm. in my own way. Yeah. And
0: to to add on the mentorship part, just having visible people who can inspire you, having these people who come to talk to you in school and just having people who you can see what they're doing is a form of mentorship.
2: Uh, Let me ask, what do you wish you had known before you got into STEM?
1: for me the power of community yes. is really important i can say a good a good chance of the opportunities that have come my way in stem are through networking so it's really important to align yourself with a community and I'm really glad that the tech space in Kenya is really vibrant. Mm. We have different events like um was it last month there was a Nairobi Tech Week? Yeah, I think yes. I saw that, yeah. Community. When you go there you interact with people, it will help you grow a lot. Mm. And also another thing would be don't don't underrate the power of the internet. Yeah. That would help you a lot especially when it comes to creating communities and staying in touch the internet is a really powerful resource yes and uh, to add on that
0: I wish I learnt to take breaks yeah. that not everything needs to be like so serious and sometimes you just need to take a break and just live life mm. and as much as you are living life also just know your journey and mark your journey and mark the strides and the steps that you have taken and celebrate yourself each step of the way mm-hmm. and maybe we can speak
2: about how can we create a more equitable stem field for girls and young women i ask this because i think in some national schools like alliance they have stem courses that alliance girls high school doesn't have so a, a boy who is in alliance is able to if they are in stem they're able to progress progress faster yes. than girls and young women so in my view In STEM and actually across all industries, I do feel like sometimes it's not equitable. I
1: use equity instead of equality because I feel like the challenges are different. The challenges are different, yeah. yeah. For me, I think one of the best ways we can close in the gap is something I like to call the fruits of progression that Mm. we've received so far in STEM. We should use what we have to get where to where we want. A good example is, uh, you guys were discussing about the programs Akili Dada runs. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not sure if you guys know um, Elon Musk, launched Starlink. Yeah, That is, he's able to power, to give internet connectivity through satellites. Mm. So you find that a country like um, Nigeria, the whole of Nigeria is now, they have 100% access to internet. So that is one of the fruits that has come from STEM, the progression mm. of STEM. And so if we could use such a similar thing to provide internet connectivity to, let's say, women in rural Rural areas areas, and power some of the courses you guys are doing Mm. through that, I think it will help a lot to, to bridge in the gap that exists
0: also creating societies for these women who want to join yeah. STEM, because like you said, they have this uh, these societies in, in Alliance Boys, but they don't have in Alliance Girls, mm. and that's what we are pushing for. We are pushing for women to be included in these fields, and women to be integrated yeah. in all this. That's why we have this these opportunities for women who are in STEM to yes. go to events, and network with other... Specifically for women. And if women can use those opportunities because they're there, they're they're actually there. And I I don't know how they came up, but they're now there. Yeah, Zico. So women should use those opportunities
2: provided for them as well. Okay. Thank you, ladies. We've come to the end of our podcast. It was lovely having you here. I feel like I've learned a lot about STEM. And as we wrap up, please... We are calling to build more inclusive and diverse STEM communities in Kenya and across Africa. And we are looking to do this by breaking the barriers that women in STEM go through, like barriers in access to education, policy, and mentorship, so we can ensure both girls and boys have equal access to STEM. The views that have been shared here are expressly our own views, and they do not reflect the views of Akili Dada or
1: any other affiliate organizations. (laughs)